way to mess it up. I thought I had everything under control. All right, this is the Seduction Show, everybody. Um, this is episode three. I'm your host, Hans Komen. This is a show about seduction. This is a show about love, romance, and seduction. And it's particularly focused on helping men get the results they want with women. Uh, this means that uh, questions will come in and we'll try to see where uh, someone in particular is stuck and also how we can help them get uh, the results they want. So give them one of the eight to uh, take it to the next level and then we'll, we'll ask from the person to commit to that new action and report back so we can over time see the progress. Uh, we have a couple of questions here today. Uh, as usual, we will be following uh, Anthony, uh, where he's at. Uh, Anthony is the guy behind the keys here, the, the technological wizard, which is anybody uh, other than me. <laughs> and uh, we also have Michael, and I asked Michael to come again, especially for one um, question, the one from Xavier Xavier, and uh, he's also on the call, so we'll talk with him in a little bit. These calls are set for one hour, so we really have to um, figure out the best uh, way to move forward with each one of you and uh, ditch the fluff. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Michael. I'll go right into it and actually we'll ask uh, Anthony, as we do every week, where he's at. So just to guide you uh, for the ones who did not hear episode one and two, uh, I talked with Anthony on every episode and we went from dealing with the uh, key of preparation and structural solutions and uh, that was practically dealt with him uh, moving to a college town where he has a plethora and aban abundance of beautiful women. And then we figured out that his next sticking point, but also success key, would be the expression of his desire. He's been practicing with uh, things like saying spanking in the first five <laughs> minutes and uh, using the word sexy just to start playing around with that. And he had some couple of successes but what happened in the last two weeks Anthony hello so quite a bit has happened in the past two weeks I think the first thing is and I'm so embarrassed to talk about this but I got I got reported for making some girls feel un uncomfortable and yes <laughs> <laughs> um and I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Um, I was called into the office and I showed up and I played my cards right. So I'm not in trouble. Nothing's written on record or anything like that. I didn't even do anything wrong, to be honest. Like nothing crazy. I think there's a fine line between sexual harassment. Mm. And I, that's not what I did. Um, but what thing I did. Anthony, realize, if I can just interrupt really quick. Hans, don't you have some kind of like award you give him for like moving to this level? on the path to being a seducer <laughs> it's shocking to me you know that he says uh don't worry i did it right i talked myself you know i i was you know making them whatever believe that you're a good boy you know 
it's that it has come to this is incredible you know but uh, continue a little bit if you want to say more you have an award actually maybe this is like a <laughs> a requirement until you get reported you're not allowed into the next <laughs> phase seducer but it's shocking it's shocking how i was just talking about this uh with a, an american woman this morning uh, and she's great you know she understands the situation uh and i i said you used to a man a man was uh, what he couldn't do was rape a woman let's say you know and it has come <laughs> which is completely understandable it has come to a point where a man is no longer allowed to make a woman feel uncomfortable. The, uh, in fact, you've got to be great with women before you can talk with them. You cannot make mistakes. You cannot make it uncomfortable because the whole responsibility of an interaction and encounter to go, say, wrong in any possible way is, is put on the man, on the men. So he's like, that's why men are hesitant, you know? Plus... Yeah, it's, out, it's outrageous. I mean how nice a guy Anthony obviously is, mm -hmm. you know, I can't imagine like, I mean, people listening to this could be like, imagine that he did some terrible <laughs> thing to make them feel uncomfortable, you know? And I mean, Jesus. It, it's, and it's, it's, it's worse. You know, when I see, when I say awkwardness, the awkwardness is to me is at the essence of what a seduction is about. If you meet someone you really like, you know, it's awkward because you have that strong feeling, you know? So awkwardness is, is at the essence of, of every, to me, successful seduction, successful meeting. And yet we've come to a point where, where awkwardness is seen as something to be avoided and, and, and the responsibility for it is completely put with the Western man. That's the fucked up situation we are in, in the West. And, and Anthony is a prime example of it because it's true. He's so uh, upbeat. He's very positive. He's unassuming, and and this guy gets reported. It's insanity. When I heard it, I couldn't I couldn't believe it at first. I think this is incredible. You know, I, I, I agree. But at the same time, I think there were so many things in which I didn't calibrate correctly, and I was kind of not aware of, mm -hmm. and and I paid for that, right? And and if nothing big happened, I'm okay. But mm -hmm. something I realize is that I, I have trouble. This is a big sticking point. We talked about it already. Expressing desire in a way, the way I express it, it's a bit. I can't control it, in a sense. I, uh, well, are you are you running around the campus with your penis out or what? <laughs> no. 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 Exactly. Of course not. What what I'm trying to tell you that calibration is the result of experience. And what is happening now is them telling you, you should not get any more experience. You can't get any more experience. So you understand the, the contradiction in that, you know? Mm. Right? This is, uh, yeah, this is one of the reasons why I'm such a strong advocate of what we talked about on the last podcast, which would be like Anthony making a trip to Vietnam, you know, mm -hmm. and then like getting experience around women there in Vietnam, it would just be a completely different world. Like yeah. he'd be taking risks with women and getting just like open responses and just like girls melting. And it would just be the best way to learn, you know, for in that beginning stage. It's exactly true. And this, it's, it's going to feed right into the question we have from, from Dusty, but uh, um, let, just for the, for the sake of, of, 
of progressing anyway, because we're here about you getting the results. And when Vietnam is an option, you surely would like to know also what's what's going on there in, in your college town and how to improve there. So what is it when you say, I've not been calibrating right? What, what are you referring to? Anthony. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. And I, I, I can't pinpoint the specifics because I'm still growing. But for sure, something must have, have went wrong in, in my part for that to get the reactions. I was talking to, um, after, that, after I got reported, I was talking to some people. I think Nate Cham really helped me out. And what he told me was, like, there were, like, for great seducers, like, they don't get in trouble for this, I don't think. Like, they're do able to come in in a way that makes, you know, the girl feel safe. And I don't think that's what I did. I think, in a way, my presence, I kind of made them bring up their guard, their resistance, right? And Do you, do you think they don't feel safe or they or feel uh, awkward? Like, ugh. Because you don't, to me, you you don't you in terms of like creepiness vibe, you have like zero. <laughs> so what I could see is that oh, you come in with with okay. great energy, and that it's like a bit too much maybe for women. Like oh, I got to deal with the energy, but creepiness, I I don't see it at all. Also, the indoctrination of the Western culture that um, um, you know it, when when girls, I think some girls know that I I went around for a bit and just talked to a bunch of girls, like probably dozens and dozens in the first two weeks and i think some girls noticed and when they see a guy do that they automatically assume that oh you know he's he's a creep you know um and they just they don't know me they never they never talk to me and the first thing they come out in the mouth is you sound like a stalker or you seem like a stalker mm -hmm. and yeah, it's like I, the indoctrination you know, i just push i just want to push back on that you know because it could be easy to like make that hypothesis that's what they're thinking and then you know try to somehow deal with that or try to avoid it or something but um there's a million things they could think if they go see you talk to a bunch of women that have nothing to do with being a creep or anything like that i mean it could be totally positive just you know it just depends i mean um, yes yeah but yeah go ahead it's a, it's a very i i see this happening with you anthony and that's why i also i i know what Michael is referring to, you know, it's this constant, constant uh, training that we get into uh, being a good boy that makes us second guess ourselves, you know, they say, wow, should I be different? Because everyone is saying it, but everyone in an American college town, you know, I remember going to the States for the first time. I rarely tell this story because I'm like, huh? It's both. Anyway, I go, I went to the States in 97. To study two years and I remember we were at maybe I told this story already uh, and I was at uh, University of South Carolina and I remember um, there was this girl and we just I was just flirting in a way but also like teasing her it was more like teasing I was teasing we were teasing back and forth you know and one day she was walking in she was walking in the, in the hall and I'm walking kind of next to her and I like tripper half you know i put my foot or whatever and it's like she's not falling but she's like stumbling you know and 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 i remember the head of the sociology department the woman who's taking care of everything came to me that evening and she said something like hans you got to be very careful you know because you know you could be like uh 
someone could sue you for like harassment. <laughs> and I'm like, either so either that girl talked to her or, or she saw or whatever. But that what to me it was a complete shock to to and it was my first meeting with that culture that that men are so afraid to express themselves because because they're judged for this, you know, they're judged for being this this kind of guy and 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 we're trained to be very careful. And so that was very, very interesting to me. Um, anyway, go ahead. You know, Hans, if I can, if I can jump in here. Yeah. Um, my, you know, my next thought is, uh, Anthony, if you have a guy around a friend or there's a guy you could befriend who's actually really good at it, you know, he's just congruent with his desire. Um, and if you could, just hang out with that guy, you know, you'll kind of start to absorb how he thinks, how he acts, mm. you'll see a role model for it, you know, and that, like, that's the, that's the way humans learn um, just naturally is we find someone who's a step or two ahead of us and we just hang out with them and it's kind of starts happening by osmosis. And that's what happened with me, you know, when I was really moving into, um, yeah, just, just this whole journey of, into these into desire i had this amazing this guy was amazing at it i think i mentioned on the last uh podcast but um i, I mean th we can talk about a bunch of things on this call and we will but that's something that like you wouldn't even have to think very much just hanging out with him would start right. to really you know it's like it's like different. the last year Michael starts hanging out with me and all of a sudden he sees how he has to deal with women, you know, it's very through <laughs> osmosis. He's just figuring this out little by little, you know. It's just and it's never too late. <laughs> that was funny, Hans. You know, hanging out with me has certainly gotten funnier. <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll, uh, do you have something uh, that you can implement and test out for the next uh, two weeks, um, Anthony? So something I've been working on a lot more is my is presence and so mm -hmm. I work long shifts or not long there's like five hours that's long for me um and in those moments when there's really nothing to do I just check in with mm -hmm. myself and I can just check in for like 10 20 minutes right what what about I, what Michael just suggested oh what what can you repeat that one more time Michael do you have a yeah do you have a friend or have you kind of have you put your eye on a guy who's really just natural and great at expressing his des expressing his desire congruently, and he's there on campus? I have not. No. I mean, that could be okay. that could be a good mission is to seek that guy out, right, and and make contact with him. I have one guy in mind. He, from what I heard, he brings girls back to his dorm like very frequently, but he doesn't really express a lot of like he's he's not very intentful maybe he's intentful in other ways but not definitely not through his words but i can definitely seek him out yeah it definitely doesn't need to be through words in fact uh you know that can have you in your head and especially you know if you're going up to girls and you're thinking about what you should do next as far as physical contact like oh maybe i should touch her right to escalate or something that can have you really like incongruent because you're your, your touching isn't coming from your desire or, or just the moment or the instinct. It's coming from a, something in your head. And then that's disconnected from what's alive, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, if I can just share like um, 
some of the wisdom I'll, I'm, I'll just share his let's call him O. He used to he he called him O short for or like Dr. O short for orgasmicity. You know, he was just like at this time in his life that's just what he was all about is like aliveness and desire and um and I don't know how to necessarily articulate this into a very specific practice except that um if you can start noticing Anthony if if whenever you're about to do something or you're doing something, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. And if you really feel a desire to do it, then do it. And the more you can start doing that and like learning from it, that's going in the right direction. Cause then the more you start paying attention to that, then you're just going to find yourself just only doing exactly what you want to do. And with, you know, there's, there's a, there's a way that, we are we are socialized to like act polite or to do what we should do or to you know not interrupt someone like if someone's boring the hell out of us in a conversation and <clears throat> we sit there and pretend like we're interested you know this is the wrong kind of training the kind of training that we want here if we want to become really congruent with our desire is we have to stop faking shit Stop doing shit that we don't really have a desire to do. Start saying no to what we don't want to do. Um, not just with women, with everyone, even with ourselves. And uh, when we want to do something, then fucking do it. You know. And this is like, this could be a journey that could take you years to do. Go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. But um, yeah, how does that resonate with you? Oh you man, I. I really like that idea. I think because I've been doing a lot of dancing lately, like Latin dance, bachata and kazomba. And there's so many times in which I get in my head. And I'm like, I want to do this move. But I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like I might mess it up. And and I don't do it. Right. And so I think it's yeah. a really good and I guess relevant practice in my life right now. Um, I can yeah. see that implemented in so many different ways. Here's what a here's what a, what your mission is for the next two weeks, and what Michael just said is close to your presence mission. When you're when you're present, go and start looking for what it is you really want and what it is you really don't want, you know, and then act accordingly. That's one. And the second one is to seek out that guy, see what you can learn from him if you can get close and if there's something to learn. And then in two weeks' time, when we're back on the call, the calls are going to be every Monday now. Everyone, we've decided this for now is a great time monday evening 9 p.m madrid time so the same time as now same uh, day as now every monday every two weeks sorry uh we'll have a we'll have our calls and then report back um next two weeks is that cool anthony yep sounds good all right i have a another question here dusty is is dusty on the call probably not you told me he's not here no he's not all right. Um, I'll read this out again. Uh, we'll have a short answer. Um, I live in an area with an abundance of high-quality, good-looking men and a shortage of quality, beautiful women. I keep leveling up, but the quality of women I'm dating doesn't go up. I'm really frustrated and feel that it's a hopeless situation. My plan is to move abroad, but is there anything I can do to help my situation while I'm at home? I talked with Dusty about this. It's too bad he's not here, but he made a commitment that in uh, within this year he was going to be moving out <laughs> he's moving out of the 
the the Western uh, situation that he's in. And I always think that's a great solution. It's it's something any man should. I've, I, I'm repeating myself. It's something any man should try at least once in his life, because uh, start traveling, seeing a different perspective, seeing that there are other uh, dating scenes, also seeing that there are many places in this world where you as a Western men are welcomed as you are. It's going to be uh, earth-shattering, uh, life-changing, and it will it will it will shape you for the rest of your life. Even when you come back home, you know you you'll be different in the way you interact with the women back home. You'll be a changed man, and so it's something that we stand for and and keep repeating to anyone. You know, at least get a taste. You know, the the 2019 is coming to a close, but uh, you should plan at least to get away for a couple of weeks from where you live right now and uh, and go and see another place. You know, I'm in Medellin, Colombia here. It's incredible with the women. It's completely different and you can hear stories about it, but unless you experience it, you don't really understand what it is. Michael is in, in Africa and uh, I went and joined him in Africa last year and I could sincerely tell you it's been maybe the most, uh, how would I say, profound experience even as a seducer that I've had, because I, I was instantly the, the hot chick there. And it's, it's insane what it does with the body and the mind and with that experience, how it shapes the way you are with, uh, or the way I am with, with women anywhere in the world. So uh, Africa, you know, Latin America, Asia, or even the places like, like Michael is saying, if, if, if your ancestors are, are, are Vietnamese and you're living in the States, you know, go back to Vietnam and see how you, with Vietnamese origin, but uh, with the American experience, how much of a um, how, how welcome you are there. So, really make that happen. If anyone, if Dusty is 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 listening, make plans. You know, make plans and uh, check out the place you want to go, and buy a flight. You will never ever ever regret it. Michael Sky, yes. you want to say something to that? Yeah, I would say go to the place that like you really desire to go to. You know. That maybe you're even a little bit afraid to go to that you have really you know you know there's places even in the world where people think oh well you know only sex tourists go there only whatever you know or there's you know go to the place that gives you the most energy to go to just just like as a practice of following your desire and i use the word tazão because because in portuguese it's like it's like the translation for for hard on and uh, Anthony, when you're thinking about desire, it's, it's really helpful to think of that word, like what gives you a physical, like you feel more alive in your body, you know, like an erection it doesn't have to be an erection. It could be your heart, right? It's, it makes your heart beat. It makes, but it's making, it's giving you a physiological response. Cause I know a lot of times there's th a lot of things that we think we want, we're conditioned to want. And I, sh you know, if there's a beautiful girl like this, I should be attracted to her. Why am I not attracted to her? I, I, I should go for her. And then we're in our mind, but we're not leading with actual desire. We're leading with a, like a, a thought. So mm. um, this is the, this like, is the, go ahead, Hans. This is the thing with hot girls. You know, we, hot girls are like what we see as what society perceives as, as a, a hot, a, a beautiful girl. You know, but a, a hot girl is not necessarily a girl for you. You know, the ones that you're attracted to physically, the ones that you're attracted to and like with your whole body by that, I mean, they're not necessarily the hot girls. I have so many situations where I first meet a girl and I'm thinking, wow, she's not hot. And then she's in, 
we're incredible. There's an incredible uh, attraction, you know, and the other way around too, you know. And so it's a, it's a, it's something to be very vigilant about and really check in with you, you know. Do I have this physical reaction like Michael Sai says, you know, the the tesão. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, when I really started paying attention to that, I found myself um, hanging out with some women that I never would have even showed up on my radar before. You know, I mean, I can, I can remember like, uh, um, well, one very large woman in particular, <laughs> you know, back in the States, she was a large black woman, you know? And uh, I, I just like, before, before I was really paying attention to this, I wouldn't have given her time of day. But when I really started tuning into my body and like how I feel like energetically in the presence of different women, it was like a whole new, it was like a, it was like, like, uh, what is that? It was like night vision or something. It was like, I could see these amazing women who had previously been invisible to me. And these other women who were like, show up as like hot on society's radar. Some of them didn't even show up at all, you know? So it's, it's, uh, mm. yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Uh, speaking of which, that's a great jump into our question with uh, Xavier. Xavier, like the Americans say. Um, Anthony, is Xavier on the call? Xavier. Yes, he is. Yes, I'm here. Hi. Hey, Xavier, comment tu vas? How are you doing, man? Oh, all right, well. <laughs> très bien, très bien. Very good. Uh, we're speaking French, people, because he's French and I speak French. Um, let me do this. I, you wrote in a long question, well articulated, Xavier. Uh, I would like, we, uh, Michael Sky asked you, that's why he's also here on, uh, on the call. Um, why don't you, I would like for you uh, to summarize what you wrote all there in, in like in two minutes and, uh, and describe your situation because I think it's a, very, uh, it's a very important voice. So go ahead and ask your question. So, well, I have some dates sometimes, you know, but typically not with the women I really want to have dates with. And um, when I see women I like, somehow it never works. I think it's better to give some examples, you know, but for instance, last weekend, like a week ago, I was at a party and... Um, at some point, it was a party, a private party. So a friend was celebrating four years in the Netherlands. And not that many people, maybe 20 people, something like this. And uh, at some point, I see this woman who seemed charming. So I said, OK, and I'm going to approach her. So I go to the toilet, I come back. And on my way back, I introduce myself to her. And, uh, and so we started to chat. And she was a Romanian woman, by the way. And uh, I felt we had decent conversation, but I was being polite. There were some other people there. So it was not like a private conversation. There were people jumping into the conversation, jumping out. And she didn't seem like entirely engaged in the conversation. And uh, so that's, that's it. I didn't really know how to go, you know, to really go into a seduction mode. Um, and I think, Behind this, there is the fear or the guilt, you know, like that it's not appropriate, that she's not interested in anything more than just a friendly little chat. And I have my friends, some people I know, some people I don't know, but I have all this group of people 
and pretty much nobody is seducing anybody in this party. It's just like a friendly like reunion. And uh, so it doesn't seem like so easy to, to try suddenly to express some interest and I don't get any sign that this woman might be interested in me. So I didn't really do very much except chatting nicely with her. And, uh, and at some point I left because I had another party. And uh, that's it. And then I came home and I sent her, uh, I said, shit, you know, I have to do something more. So I sent her an invitation on Facebook to be friends and we exchanged a few messages. Again, kind of polite, but I, you know, I, I said, okay, I have to kind of try to meet her again. So I offered to meet. She didn't reply for three days. And after three or four days, she replied, well, this week I'm busy, maybe next week. And then I replied and I made an offer for either today, actually, or Wednesday, and I got no reply. And that's where mm -hmm. I am. And um, I feel like uh, she's not really interested and she's embarrassed because I'm kind of expressing some interest that is not really like um, right. desired. And that's where I am. So then I think there is no point insisting further because I'm just annoying her. And that's a bit the impression I have when I meet women I like. They are rarely free first. And when they are, it seems like uh, they, I don't know how to, to be interesting to them. So I'm going to summarize it. I'm, I'm going to summarize it because I think this is a situation that many guys are in. And it's, it's this, you, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but from your writing and what you say, uh, beyond the specific situation we can go into right now also, but the, the issue seems that there are very few women that you really are attracted to. And, and there, there are many more women you're not really attracted to. And those are the ones you're seeing, the ones that you're not really attracted to. Uh, among them, there are women that like you, but the ones that you're attracted to, and there are very few of them, they're not interested in you. And it, it happens very few times that you find a woman that you're interested in. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, there are different degrees. The women that I'm really, really strongly attracted to, that's very rare. A woman that I'm kind of attracted to, that happens like more often, but it usually doesn't go anywhere mm -hmm. because nothing happens. So I just forget about mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. But it's still a minority of women, you know, that I would say I'm attracted to. When I meet, a, when I go to a party and there are, let's say, 25 women there, there might be one or two that I might be interested in. Xavier, yeah. can I ask you, uh, Hans, if you don't mind? Um, you know, you basically you had a. It sounds like you had a polite conversation with this woman that you're interested in, and then you asked her, you expressed interest, like romantically or sexually for a date or whatever uh, on Facebook, right? Yeah. And uh, what it's, uh, she didn't get to see you like have the, express the desire in person and then, get, and then react to that. You know, she didn't see this kind of bold move or whatever. And then she could have had a reaction to it. Who knows? It could have sparked something there in person. But <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I can really relate to this because I've done this many times as well. Like you don't make the move in person and then later with social media or whatever, it's easy to make the move because you're not in person. But I think from the woman's perspective, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, you didn't have that kind of connection, you know, originally. So my, my question to you is like, how did it, how did you feel in that conversation with her? 
I think there is a part of me that's confused, you know, because a lot is happening. There are other people coming in, other people coming out. I've barely met her. I don't really know if I like her yet. I'm kind of thinking, oh, you know, she's cute. Um, but the responses are not so warm. So I'm a bit kind of, and at the same time I'm talking and I don't have time to reflect really on what's going on. So there is a bit of confusion in the background in my mind when this is happening. Yeah. And it's quite likely that if you felt confused, so did she, you know, and then you get on Facebook and you invite her out and she had a polite, somewhat confusing experience with you and you're inviting her to have more of that. Basically, that's what she can assume is that it'll be more polite conversation and maybe a little bit distracted or, or confusing. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Hans, you know, Hans has seen, has seen me, with women and he says, I'm not a seducer. So whatever his definition of that is, but I have to agree with him on a certain level. But one thing that I do is like, I get women to react, you know, women have a reaction to me of some kind, like, and, uh, and I really push the boundaries, you know, I, I poke, I tease, I, I, whatever, but they have some kind of reaction. And, and for me, like, I don't know, like if I, if I don't elevate the level of like, uh, connection or reaction or whatever then it's not even interesting to me personally so i do that more and i do it with guys too like i'm 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 kind of you know i'm like that but um i'm so i'm asking you like what you felt in the conversation because um i'm curious like how much you were really connected to what lights you up what makes you laugh what gets you excited what angers you you know, this is your, if you're connected to this and this is what you're following in the conversation, this is, this is, if you connect to that in you, then she can connect to you, right? She can connect to that feeling also. But if you're not connected to that, then she's just kind of connecting with a guy who's kind of disconnected in that moment. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, from a place of like, to the zone. You know, this, this word we talked about earlier, which is like... That's why, I, I mean, I, I agree, you know, I mean, it, I, I think it's, you know, it's correct. It's just not so easy to do it differently for me at this point. Let me ask you a question. What really gets you excited in life, like, or, or pissed off or emotional? I'm interested in spiritual things and in nature. Uh -huh. mm. I get pissed off with hypocrisy. With what? People, hypocrisy. Yeah. Hypocrisy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I could talk for hours, you know, but... <laughs> I, I'm trying what, here. what excites you about a woman? Like, let's take take a woman that like you really felt like it's it's something. it's it's like um, when I really really feel something very strong for a woman, which is very rare. It's partly like energetic. I feel like there is like an aura or some kind of magnetism that this person that is kind of calling me. And in that case, when it happens that it's very clear that I feel the, the thing, then I am much clearer in my approach. Yes. 
from the beginning. So then I, can, I tend to be very enthusiastic and transparent, and that freaks out the women usually. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know. Um, and so that's also contributing to actually like paralyzing me in most situations. When the, when the intensity of the feeling is very strong, it's driving me. When it's not so strong, I think there is this kind of idea that when I feel something, I'm going to freak out the woman or embarrass her. So I have to kind of control myself. Uh -huh, uh -huh, interesting. There is some, something that my subconscious or semi-conscious is fucked up in that sense. Yes. So even when you're feeling it, you're not allowing yourself to just go. Well, if I feel it strongly, I will allow it. But then I will be rejected. And then I will block it because it makes no sense to arrest the person. Sure, sure. After, after I've been rejected clearly two or three times, you know, like, and I've said, okay, it's fucked. And then I just give up, you know? Yes. Yes. Interesting. I mean, it's... Uh... I, you know, I come back to what I was saying with Anthony, you know, if you have someone there in person or you can hang out, go somewhere to hang out with someone or some guys who are like really congruent in that way, it is, it's... I don't know that many people. Actually, I know one colleague who is a Romanian guy and I went to have lunch with him this week and this last week and this bastard, he told me the women you want are too good for you. <laughs> women what? The women you want are too good for you. Uh, the women you want are too good for you. That's what he told you. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was a bit pissed. See, like, I'm looking at you right now. Like, you really got to live when you started to say that, you know? This, in this conversation, that was the most uh, alive I've seen you. And uh, I, you know, just to come back to your conversation, like, with this woman, if you're, like, hunting this, like what makes me come alive? If you're looking for that, instead of looking for like, is she attracted to me? What's appropriate to say? Uh, thinking people about- tell me, People tell me in general, I'm quite alive actually. I was this weekend at the yoga women, there were only women and one of them, he said, oh, you're so cheerful. Uh -huh. so, but I think it's like once, I mean, we spend the whole weekend together, you know? So there is, you go past the ice breaking, you know, you get to the point where you have time to spend time with the people. Yeah. And then it's easier. The problem is I'm at a party, I see someone, you know, in the street or in whatever environment, and I have to approach that woman first and to break the ice and to get sure. comfortable with that person. And I think this passage is not that easy for me. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's not that easy for a lot of people. <coughs> I was uh, sitting in a cafe here in Kenya yesterday. I walked out of the bathroom and there's this gorgeous woman like sitting at the table across from me with her friend. And we shared a moment of eye contact, you know? And I'm like, I'm focused on my book and I'm working and I have, you know, whatever. But, and I just, I was making a plan. I was like, I got to give her my number or whatever. And I didn't, you know? And like the, the energy was there, like, and I missed this amazing opportunity, like what Hans was talking about, you know, when, when, uh, like, it's awkward, it's uncomfortable, right? And, um, yeah, so I'm just connecting with you that it's not, uh, approaching them that way is not so easy. What is your, what do you feel like your main question is here? Because we could 
talk, we could go in a lot of directions, right? Yeah, I mean, I would say how to, you know, like if you're in an environment like this where you feel it's not so, most men I know are even worse than me, it seems, you know, like, I mean, they are either married or they are like, not even <laughs> And uh, sorry, don't <laughs> But I would say those who are married, they might be happily married, but they don't even try to seduce anybody because they are in their marriage, at least most of them. And uh, those who are single, it seems a good fraction of them, they don't even try to meet women or talk to women. Yeah, you know, and I think I'm going to generalize here. I'm going to stereotype a little bit. But um, from what I from what I understand about the Netherlands is the guys have a reputation there of being like really good guys, you know, like really kind, really polite, really like they're kind of the girls that American girls now want American guys to be, you know, they're very yeah. like as far as the Me Too stuff, they're like really good listeners. They're really, you know, I would say rather than the guys, it's the women that are different. The women are very strong. And uh, usually they are bigger than me, taller than me, and not very feminine at all. Uh-huh. But I mean, I live in an environment that is mostly international. So like in The Hague, there are a lot of foreigners. So I don't even meet that many Dutch women. Yes. Yeah, well, that's, you know, but if we just talk about... Men, you know, it's an environment where you have more deficit of women. There are more men than women. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> there's an easy thing we can talk about there, right, Hans? Because, you know, if if most of them are bigger than you and taller than you, and uh, what was the other one you said? And they want someone same age like them, and I'm looking yeah. for someone younger than me. So I get women who are in their fifties, you know, who try to pick me up. Yeah, man. I mean, so much of it just sounds like you're not in the a place with good odds, you know. I mean, that just. It sounds like that's the majority of the thing, man. You know, and yes. I think that's a lot of, yeah. It's, it's, it's a place with bad odds and, and which means bad practice. You know, it's, it's not, not yeah. very different than what Anthony is, is telling. If he's in at the beginning of his journey here with women and he's not allowed to practice, you know, that's not easy. You know, and if you're in a place where you are yeah. very, uh, where you're attracted to, a, a very small number of, of women, you know, and you gotta and 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 you gotta practice with the ones that you're not really attracted to. It's gonna be hard for you to to be in tune with what you feel. It's gonna be hard for you to follow uh, to follow uh, and and know what you have to do based on how you feel on your tezan. So, and I've been recommending to you to see something else, but I also know that you know you're you're working there. And, uh, and, and you're, you're building your life there. So, but these are the questions you have to sit in, you know, because we could try to give you a solution for where you're at right now, you know, but uh, if, if you're going to get next to no practice, it's going to be, it's going to be very hard. So I'm pressing well, imagine, for that again. Go yeah. Ahead, yeah. And along, along with you, Hans, like, Xavier, I don't know how much you travel, but imagine being in a place where like, you are above average height. Maybe you're taller than most of the women and most of the men. And, uh, you know, you're from Europe and you're, you know, like you, you bring it. There's places in the world where you're instantly. I mean, I know that because I travel and uh, when I travel, I mean, most of my dates are actually a good part of my dates are with women that are not from here. After yeah. Christmas, I'm going to Senegal. I'm going to spend 11 days with a Tunisian woman. 
in December, I have an Ukrainian woman who is visiting me. And uh, it's better than nothing, but there is something that's a bit more logistically complex to, to organize or to... Yes. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely easier, I see, when I'm... On Tinder, most of my dates are Chinese women who are in transit at the airport in Schiphol. <laughs> <laughs> that's an that's even a... smaller time frame than I usually have. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hilarious. You know, Xavier, if, if I can just leave you with a thought, it would be, you know, I mean, other than going and exploring an international lifestyle or going somewhere, I mean, if this is a big priority for you, I would seriously consider like, I mean, depending on where you are in your life, it might be more important for you to have great success in this area of your life than have just some more money or whatever, whatever has you doing your work. But um, aside from that, what I'm like left with is that you feel like you're not allowed to express your sexuality, your desire, and maybe you feel like you're also not, I don't know, allowed to express other things that are not appropriate, you know, as far as just the, maybe a crazy side, maybe a stupid side, maybe a, maybe a, you know, you're talking about, I get you're, you know, you're, you're doing yoga and you, you seem to me like maybe you're even a person who meditates and everything else. And maybe there's this whole area of your life that you're not allowed to express because it's the, it's the unenlightened side, you know, the, from, from the pervert to the asshole to the, uh, the trickster, the goof off, the whatever. And um, yeah, I, you know, as far as like your connections with women, I remember one time I was, uh, I was a group of conscious people. I don't, do you know what, uh, what is this practice? Um, Oming it or no no sorry not oming circling, are you familiar with this? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I tried it actually once with hands, and there is a group in Holland. I might go soon to try it. Yeah. Well, I went, I got to get. I was invited. There's like a leader of these people doing this event in on Mount Shasta in California for several days, and I was invited to come with them. And um, this place also had a bunch of young people who were. It was the summertime. They were going there to learn how to, they were doing vision quests. They were learning skills. They were living outdoors. And uh, there was a, um, a young, a beautiful young woman there. I think she was like a volunteer or something. Maybe she was like around 20 years old, early 20s, something like this. And um, she made a remark to me. She's like, and we were talking and that, you know, she was getting hit on by a lot of these guys who were in the circling space, which and a lot of these guys are in this place where it's like the way that they should be is conscious. The way that they should be is um, spiritual and all this. And she said something to me, like, like, I just feel so much more like free and alive with you because it's like, you're not trying to hide your shadow, you know? Like you're not trying to just be in this space uh, that you should be in, you know? And um, I don't know if there's a specific practice I can leave with you. Maybe Hans can think of something related here, but how does that relate to you? Does you, do you connect with that at all? I mean, it's not just a spiritual environment, it's the whole society that doesn't allow people to show their shadow. Right. 
right. Well, this this is. Let me tell you this. I I'm I commend Michael because he wants to meet you where you're at, you know. And it's. But I also heard in your story, Xavier, that you're just chatting with that woman, the one you really liked. You're chatting. Don't feel a warm response, you know. So my challenge for you is. When you are in one of those situations where you really feel it, that you're really attracted, you know, to a woman, that's what you need. That's what you need to keep exploring. Because you said, well, a couple of times I shut down and and then I don't do it no more. But that's certainly not the way forward. The way forward for me seems very much to keep exploring how you're gonna use that energy of like really liking someone and ex- and express that, you know, because the yeah. the numbing down, I ca- I guarantee you is not gonna work. So my challenge for you would be that when you do feel it with a woman, you know, that's a, that's a gift and you, you, you got to keep exploring that. You know? And I thought of a great model, Hans and Xavier, um, for you. He's, a, he's, a, he's also a Frenchman. And we used to watch him on TV all the time <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, cartoon character, Pepe Le Pew. Pepe <laughs> Le Pew! You know, you know Pepe Le Pew? No, I don't know. He's oh, a skunk. come on. He's a, he's a, a skunk. Is, I think it's an American, just an American animal. I don't know. Or I am the golden boy. I am your lover. I have posted several times Pepe Le Pew on, um, on the, oh, I the, see. Pepe the Pepe. Facebook group. Yes, watch he's one some, of the great some, examples uh, for me of great. Yes, what, he's totally congruent. He's, uh, and he's French. He's a French skunk. You know, skunks in America, like, they get give off this terrible smell yeah, yeah, yeah. like they're, they're sorry no, i see now it is yeah yes but but a skunk is like no no one wants to be around a skunk right and yet he's the greatest like seducer you know so <laughs> i i would say that this is great uh i'll, I'll tell you this to gentlemen uh, uh anthony tells me that zoom is giving trouble again so we will be cut off in a couple of minutes so but do do think and emulate, you know, really try to m- maybe be even Pepe Le Pew. I told you, is for me, is one of the greatest uh, seducers of all time. And the congruency is exactly what you need to be looking for. You know, it's fantastic. And, uh, and, and just try to look, f- uh, look for how, how you do it because the, the, the toning it down and not expressing the, the desire and just... Uh, small talk is certainly not going to work long term. I promise you that, Xavier. Is that a good challenge for you to become Pepe Le Pew? <laughs> yeah, at least first, you know? tr- trying it out for the next two weeks, be Pepe Le Pew, report back, and then we'll take it from there. I would love to hear how it is going through the Hague in Holland as Pepe Le Pew. I have to check the video. I don't know what it is exactly, but I will check it. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine it right now, man. Oh, man, it would transform your whole life. Wow. It's, you know, it's and up to, go ahead, Michael. I was just going to say, if you really congruent in this expressing like that, if you're really just, if you're just in it and feeling it, women respond completely differently. They'll eat it up. They can love it. You know, I'm not saying every single woman, but this guy that I, that I learned from just by watching him, it was like the responses he would get from women had me scratching my head. I was like, man, if I did that, I get smacked, you know? And this guy wasn't like, he, he, he was seven years older than me. He's not better looking than me. He's, you know, like, like all the, you, you line up all the things like, he did, you know, it wasn't anything except he was so congruent 
and the and the only way to do it and i'll say that in closing the only way to do it is by practicing it you know zan tells about this guy who's just loving breast and he would just tell him and i mean like a boy you know can i really i'm i can't help but could i see your breast you know and the way this is zan talking about the way he would do that he was so congruent and so alive in it you know that he he got away with women showing him his breast more than anyone zan ever saw they would take him behind a curtain or whatever where nobody else could see them and show them you know and yeah. that's not something that you can have beforehand that congruency that's something like anthony's uh when he was talking about uh, calibrating, that's something that comes with experience. So you got to keep pushing that and try to understand it. So my challenge to you, I say this in closing, uh, is to try on Pepe Le Pew uh, for good measure, try it on for two weeks and see how it looks. And if you report back, we'll continue working and we'll, we'll, we'll keep trying to uh, get to what you, the results that you want. And I say that to everyone who's listening here on Spotify or also on Apple, there's a link with a, a form with a question there. Uh, if you have a specific situation that you would like us to work with you on, uh, describe the situation, ask your question, and also describe to us what kind of results that you would like. And then uh, if your question is selected, we'll, we'll talk about it in the next podcast. You can come on either uh, uh, anonymously or, uh, uh, or with your name. We can arrange for that. So if you have a question, go and click the form, ask your question there. Thank you, Xavier, for coming on. I think it's it's very important voice that you have. Also, the questions of uh, Dusty and the other guys. Anthony, thank you for being here. Michael, thank you very much for the input. And uh, we'll see each other again next Monday, same time, 9 p.m. Madrid time for episode four of uh, The Seduction Show. Two Mondays, right? Thank you, everyone. Yes, two Mondays. Sorry about that. (laughs) So on November 25. Bye-bye, everyone.